Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome to episode 26. It's a special episode, Matthew. Are How you special is it? How special are we talking? Well, it's a cake. <laughs> we put out a podcast really every week, don't we? That's the kind of vibe yeah, that we started with. Yeah, pretty much every week. With. And when you get to week 26 of a podcast, that means you've been doing it for six months. That's right, six whole months. So this months. is our six-month anniversary. We did it, Dinkles. We did it. We high did five, it. virtual high I five. I can't reach you. Oh, okay. Um, and so for today's episode, we wanted to do something really fun. I can't believe we're six months later down the line. I think it's so wonderful, so incredible. So thank you, everyone who has been listening to the podcast. Oh, Jings, it's really taken off, actually. We've even been in the iTunes UK charts position 22 or something for entrepreneurship it's it's truly very humbling so thank you for that and as you know we cover everything to do with prosperity so we thought it would be at the ideal midway point as we're coming then up to get into a year and another six months down the line midway point to do a very special listeners q and a session on the podcast so in this episode we are going to answer as many questions as we can that we got sent in by listeners there's a whole host of different topics I'm not going to lie. And we haven't really looked at the questions. So this will be spur in the moment. Thoughts, our, our honest opinions, our honest responses. So I haven't seen these at all. I think mm. you've collated them. I have, yes. But I haven't really like spent time thinking about my answers. And so these are all fresh to me. I've got them sitting here now in front of me. <laughs> and I've got no idea what any of them are. Exactly. So shall we kick off? Shall we kick off with the okay. first one? I think we take turns reading out the questions. Yes, let's do so that. So you go first. I'm going to go first. Are you ready for this? Question one from a listener. When did you first realise prosperity was the thing to focus on? Ooh, that's a good one. On you go. That's a big question. I know. What, what was your reply? Um, I, I don't really know when it was. I think it happened probably over the course of time when we realised there was more to quality of life than mm, money. Mm, that's true. And yep. I think that probably started to come about when we made decisions around me not working and I was going to say that. Yeah, yep, that was a So huge that's probably one. when we first started to actually put it into practice. Mm-hmm. I think we were conscious of it before. Mm. But once we made that decision, that was, I guess, us looking at or actually we led into thinking about that was what we were aiming for Mm, for both mm. of us to be in a position where we didn't have day jobs to go to and those time commitments and energy commitments there Mm. I think for me what the light bulb moment so I don't really recall thinking about the word prosperity until I started reading oh books by Catherine Ponder and I can't even recall where I first learned Catherine Ponder's name but I, I kind of went down this whole law of attraction books and maybe higher thinking you got her first book in 2018 because I looked at really? my Amazon purchase history it was that little one of hers with wow. all the little quotes wow. but I don't think she resonated with you then because of it's one of those little quotation yeah, books. Yeah, maybe. And, I'm and not, do you know, I, and that's a beautiful thing. Everything's a pattern, isn't it? It comes randomly in your life. But I think I was kind of deep diving into Abraham Hicks and Law of Attraction and all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't quite the full picture in my mind. It, it, it kind of was like, oh, if you think really hard, <laughs> you'll get stuff. That's not how it happens. That's not how the world works in my view. It's actually because you think about stuff and then you take action and have inspired goals. So there's a whole chunk that's missing out. 
But that whole journey led me, as I say, to read about prosperity. Never really thought of the word before. But the more I find out about that word, prosperity being your, you know, your sense of joy, peace, happiness, overflow. But there was never any mention of really money being the driver. Money was included in that statement, you know, how much wealth, health, happiness. But it wasn't like it's a certain number. And I suppose for me, what hit hard then, I had been part of the money, you know, making community and content creators probably for a couple of years by then, maybe one or two years. And I had thought financial freedom, financial independence, the FIRE movement, I really resonated with that, you know, saving as much investments as you can to live off. I thought that was the only way to break the rat race. It saps the joy. Well, it can sap the joy. No, if, you, if, no, you're you it, if you're in it, if you're really in it to its fullest extent. There's only one goal, save money, save, save, If you're save. basically trying to cut down as many of your outgoings as possible yeah. so that you can put all your money by yeah. so then it can bring in enough money to support that lifestyle what lifestyle is it you've created know, that you're exactly. supporting so it's, it, in my head right you retire early and then what you have no surplus money to do anything <laughs> you just sit in the twiddling your thumbs you but anyway so i think i resonated with that because the concept of you know money earning while you sleep and not working for money was alien to me and i loved that but I, I did, I, I felt that missing link. And for me, prosperity was just like the light bulb moment. Of course, you focus on, you know, creating health, wealth, happiness, everything. It's not just a magical number that will give you that. You have to become that person. Um, and so for us, when I toyed with the idea of a solo podcast. We chatted about me doing yep. something probably for about a year, if not more. I think and you actually recorded an episode at some point yeah, exactly. of your individual podcast and it was prosperity based to be fair it wasn't it money was, based but it didn't feel right it felt hard work Talk yeah it never got talk. published you never used <laughs> no, it no exactly and so yeah during lockdown I, I can't remember but we just came up with inspiration I knew the title I knew it had to be the prosperity project and during lockdown I cannot recall how it all kind of kicked off but yeah you and I just decided one night we had microphones and we decided to record episode one and yeah it's just it's felt even more right we've got a mastermind where we're helping people prosperity is the thing that I resonate with I don't just want to help you with your money I want to help you just feel more joy happiness in all walks of life well there's a lot of people People that want to show you how you can become richer and earn yes. more money. Yep, yep. But that isn't going to bring happiness or joy to everybody. I think it can facilitate some of that yep. if you're removing some of the things in your life that you don't want because of money's enabled you to. Yes. But ultimately, I think that your relationships, your health, your financial state, and a multitude of other things ultimately are what make you prosperous and bring you joy and have that quality of life. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Prosperity and quality of life in my head are kind of interchangeable. Mm. But prosperity is just a nicer word. It's thriving. It just means thriving. Like we're here to thrive. You're not here to go backwards. So yeah, for it, that was probably the moment. So that leads me on to the next question. So what are our top financial tips and advice and why? Okay, my top tip. Let's do <laughs> let's do one. On you go, Matthew. Go. You answer this question, sweetheart. <laughs> well, just because if you do a financial channel doesn't mean you're the only one that knows about finance. <laughs> exactly. I want you to answer it. Okay. So my top tip would be remove as outside of a mortgage and car payment if you have to, remove as much consumer debt as you can from your life. That means 
getting rid of credit cards, getting rid of loans, and also if you can, pay things like your insurances, like your car insurance, your home insurance, and all these things, which generally charging you something around 15% APR, remove as many of these kind of monthly payments and loans and such like as you can. Now, obviously that's a journey for people depending on what your level of debt is. But if you can reduce the interest rate you're paying, so let's say you've got three credit cards and they're anywhere between 20 and 30% APR, what you could do is potentially you could look at getting a loan to consolidate them, maybe that loan being about 5%. So you're reducing the outgoings as far as interest and then you have also a fixed term for that debt to last, which means that then you have an end date and yes. hopefully you can work towards bringing that end date even sooner. And then what you don't do is you don't rebuild up those cards. No. <laughs> so get rid of your consumer debt because also, that money that you've been sending out the door to pay for things that you had in the past, mm. once all that debt's gone, you then have that ready to set you up for your future or to enjoy now or whatever it is you choose mm, to do mm. with it afterwards. Absolutely. But it's sapping your money and sapping more of your money than it needs to. Mm -hmm. So that would be my top tip. Yeah, I'll probably echo a little bit. Don't, of... don't copy my tip. No, no I come up with your own tip. <laughs> I will be. I'll expand. I just echo that. Like our goal is actually to be mortgage free and every everything that is monthly to be yearly paid off so we're nearly there apart from i think just the council tax that's the last little thing and the council tax doesn't bear interest so no. really it doesn't matter but too yeah, much. we are basically a cash only family like if ever our credit card use is paid off um, we're, we do not have consumer debt we do not have car finance loans we did obviously if you listen have, to other so episodes <laughs> you'll know that we had 24 well I brought in 24,000 into mm. our relationship so we've been there we've yeah, had exactly. high interest it's not rates something we're things, returning to and it took us time to get out of that it's not mm. like we randomly came into a windfall or that we had massive pay rises mm. that were able to get rid of it no it was actually just a choice and dedication yep. that got us there sacrifice as well but in a good way so yeah I would probably echo that the other thing I could think about is develop a goal-based budget that would be my top tip and learn how to logically divide your money based on the goals that are important to you so for example if you you definitely want to be building in multiple incomes with your money so an easy way to do that is to dedicate a portion of your money and it's a percentage ideally towards financial freedom so investing pension saving okay you basically pay yourself first they say so that then tomorrow somebody else won't that you can pay yourself in the future the other thing i would say is think about the habits with your money um, we've talked about being credit card debt free I really believe the habit of giving and investing in your own financial knowledge, education, development of skills, that's where you build your personal economy. So that's your money-making machine that you control. Develop yourself, develop your interactions with other people through giving and helping the world. It's a deal breaker. We teach it to our two boys when they get money in. They have the option to invest some of it, to give, to save and spend. So it's the ba it's a balance and I call it a goal-based budget. So that's my kind of top tip here. And live within your means like it's a simple equation. If your income is less than your outgoing, you're in deficit. Like you cannot maintain that. No, you can't keep that going for long term. You need to ultimately find the balance with your budget absolutely so that's it keep it short simple work on goals and yet avoid being a borrower to anyone else be a lender not a borrower okay so next question on a tough day how do you motivate yourself to keep positive and moving forward 
So I don't really know how to answer this. I don't find that I have that many tough days. Maybe that's just the way that we structure our time and also the choices we've made in life in the past and the choices we continue to make. Mm. But I don't find that we build ourselves tough days. I think the toughest days are maybe when the kids are a little bit under the weather mm. or a little bit cranky. So it comes from outside influences. Mm-hmm. I think what's coming into my mind, I've shared it on the podcast before, when I was in hospital last year for three weeks, I think it was in total three, four weeks, schedule is such an important thing with your brain and I really found it one of the things that helped me in that time but also if I'm having just a day where I cannot be bothered I cannot be bothered looking after myself or whatever I actually find it's your schedule the things that that make you feel better you know are good for your body that will actually change the game you don't need to win the lottery a day but what you can do is like see in the morning if I don't feel like exercising I've actually I'm trying to find a way that I enjoy exercising I think I've found it haven't in the past couple of weeks I think I've found it which is so exciting but like on those days now, I might not feel like working out, but because it's something I enjoy in the process of working out, I know that I'll feel better. It kickstarts my day that I feel good. I've looked after my body. So like, I actually, I think on the tough days, I would dial it right back in and say, right, I'm in control of how I feel today. Everything's an inside job out. What is the one thing that I could do not that same habit in a bad way, you know, don't overeat, don't overdrink. What's something that I could do, like go for a walk, put on some music. I'm in charge of me and this is, I'm going to own this and, you know, then hopefully change the day around. We've all got more power than we realise. I think my thought on this would be, take a look at today mm. and if that's been tough, what about yesterday, the day before, the day before that and the day before that and, and look back maybe a week or two. Mm. Is this a one-off or is this another tough day on top of previous tough days? Right, right. If it's a one-off, then, well, tomorrow's not likely to be as tough. Mm. So therefore, just work out what went wrong and own it and then just move forward. Mm. If it's another tough day on top of a series of tough days, Mm. then I think you need to explore what's causing that Mm. and then start to address the fundamental issues. Because ultimately, if you've had tough day after tough day, it's unlikely to get better by itself Mm. and therefore you really need to dig into it and to work out what you can do Mm. and that's going to be very individual based on what the issues and the dramas are but ultimately I guess rather than skirting around it sometimes you've got to tackle Mm. these things head on Mm. but yeah, if, if it's only just a random, you know, someone's got on your nerves or someone said the wrong thing to you <laughs> yeah. at the wrong time or your your hormones are playing up or whatever it happens to be, mm. well, that's just one day. Who cares? Mm. You'll, you'll get past it. Tomorrow will be a much better day, no doubt. And also, you can set yourself up. As you said, you can have a choice about how you think about things and how you respond. Mm. So even if that today feels like a little bit of a loss, you can go into tomorrow and say, right, well, I'm going to schedule in this or that, which mm. I know sets me up for a really good day. Absolutely. And as you say, it's how many tough days have you had? Having one tough day, like keeping positive, you just have to keep going back to why you're doing what you're doing. So for me, I'm thinking about exercise or YouTube. I just believe in the vision of myself of what I can become. I believe in what I can do impact-wise. So I just go, do you know what? Okay, the stats might say this or somebody's moaning in the comments or you know my body doesn't look any different that's okay it's just one day i'm just going to keep doing it because i believe in the process okay so that leads us on to the next question 
Mm. Where do you see yourselves in five years? Five years. I, now, I don't know the answer to this. I can't give one. you an answer because I can't even tell you where yeah. I see myself in six months. <laughs> you don't even know what you're having for dinner later. Let's well, <laughs> yeah, but that's because you look after dinner. No, the reason I don't have an answer to that is because I don't think we have a vision for exactly... Well, I don't anyway. Or I, I, I got a vision for, I guess, how prosperous we'll feel mm, mm. and what lifestyle we'll have, which mm-hmm. won't be crazy extravagant. It's, it's not about kind of, oh, look at me, I'm Scrooge McDuck diving into money or anything. <laughs> but I can envision how I want life to feel, mm. but I don't know what we'll be doing. Because mm. ultimately, I mm. didn't think the podcast came up as an idea at some point and now mm. we're doing it the Kempson House channel that we have wasn't there as an idea and then it was Mama yep. Furfur yep. didn't start off as a finance channel but no. became one yeah. I think the inspiration ideas and evolution of those come along as we go along mm. based on the things we see and various inspirations along the way mm. so for me it's really hard to pinpoint where we're going to be and what we're going to be doing in five years time like i can kind of see our next home and things like that i think that could happen next five years on a personal level i would love to have more books i'd love to still be doing mama furfa i'd like to you know have made a bigger impact and things like that um one of the things we're passionate about is also giving so i don't know if that's maybe in the works like a little foundation a little charity something i can definitely like see that. us having more impact into some of the areas that i want to work yeah, with exactly. as far as getting people that haven't been in work and maybe have been um, struggling either yeah, kind of skill or whatever, set level trying to people get people with, basically who want to get moving but don't know how mm. to get to where they want to exactly. be so i'd love to be doing that mm, we are kind of, we are well kind we do, of. <laughs> we're doing that as far as our giving but we don't yeah. have the direct impact mm. that i would like to have long term mm, exactly so that's what i kind of see for five years yeah i would still love when i say do what i'm doing now i actually mean how it's going to deepen because you know if you do the same thing without any progress then it becomes a bit boring so actually I, I i like the fact that it could be more books i like the fact i could be working on different things but still well, you with... might be doing conferences but yeah, when everything exactly. opens up i think again. i'm always going to be an educator it's my comfort zone i like talking to people i like talking and helping and um, doing all that so yeah that's what I see for the next five years now that leads us on to another question on the other tangent especially but it's a bit more household based so how much do we spend on our food budget somebody asked do you know <laughs> um, I have no idea no I think honestly I, I, I know that every time I go to the supermarket it seems to come to around 20 pounds I know that's your favorite number <laughs> Um, so we've got two boys under the age of eight, two cats, Matt and I. So this house, oh, I think I put it at about 300, 350 a month. I was going to say um, 60 pounds a week. No, we're more than that. We're more than that. More than right, that. see, I don't yeah. know. Um, so our diet is mainly, oh, we're vegetarian with meat. Meats, it's not everyday wheat meat. So I'm not vegetarian or vegan or anything at all, no. and it doesn't suit what I like. So I need to have some kind of meat or meat substitute. That's what I have. Not so, at every meal. Not every meal, but most most dinners, yes. I like to have some kind of... Meat or meat substitute. Meat yes, or meat you substitute like to feel that way, in yeah. there. So that f- makes me feel full and everything else. Mm-hmm. So you are quite happy with a mixture of stuff. You find that actually you feel healthier. I feel better with vegetarian, yeah. Without the meat in the system. Um, but therefore, when you're buying meat alternatives, things like corn and stuff, yep. it's possibly a little bit cheaper at times than meat. 
but it's still not really cheap like vegetables no, can be. No, exactly. Um, so that's the kind of balance. But our boys are more like you as well. Like I give the option of chicken, yeah. and so yeah, our it's not meat eater exclusively. I would say it's kind of a flexitarian is the maybe the best word so it's kind of quite vegetable beans pulses but also fish and meat yep. you know it's a good i think it's quite balanced and, and also we honest. vary where we shop so yeah. a lot of the time we do a main shop at aldi so yeah, therefore I love that's aldi, definitely yep. good value for money mm. but then there are times when we'll do random top-ups and bits and pieces from mns your, your yeah, from M&S, yep. from your Tesco, Sainsbury's, Morrison's. So we mix it up. I think probably two thirds of our stuff comes from Aldi. Yeah, I would say And that. then a third comes from other places. And therefore, we're not being as economical as we could be. Mm. But also, we look at the fact that sometimes we'll go to M&S for something because the quality of certain things mm. is better. Yep. Again, we strive after like the quality of food, the, the way we feel. It makes our bodies feel. So that's my focus with the budget. I'm a big fan, though, of slow cookers, of batch cooking. So you'll often find me doing a meal prep Sunday where I batch cook quite a lot. And that's actually better for us as well in terms of value. Okay. So next question. What advice would you give to someone who was just starting out on their financial freedom journey? Oh, wow. Now, I've got an answer for this. Go for it. Because ignore the financial freedom journey. Mm. Just call it money. No, not even money. Put it as any journey. Oh, go for it, Kempson. Do the actions, be persistent, be consistent, and know that it takes time. Absolutely. Whether that's health and fitness, whether mm. it's financial, whether it's creative. Mm. If you're creating a website or YouTube channel or a podcast or anything, guess what? For the first little while, no one's going to care. Exactly. Your mum and your sister are going to be your only watchers or listeners or yep. visitors. So, and, and the same with your fitness. You'll go and you exercise and the next day you're going to be sore and you're not going to like it. And you yep. look in the mirror and guess what? You probably got a little bit of extra water weight. Great. Mm. <laughs> that sucks. And your financial journey, you'll say to yourself, right, I'm going to be better with my budgeting. So I'm going to sacrifice a few things. So suddenly you have less of the things you enjoy and you probably either don't have the savings to quit your job or whatever it is you want to do. Mm. And you also don't have the debt gone. So all of these things, there is no quick fix. And that's in, in the description or in the question, it came by as journey. Mm. And that's the thing you have to remember. A journey is a start point and often an end point. Mm. But sometimes that end point can move. Mm. But the important part to know is that there is no shortcut between the start point and the end point. Absolutely. I would say the best advice for any money journey is also focus on what it is you're hoping to create so what is the feeling you're wanting to drive with the journey so for people in debt sometimes it's just the feeling of being stuck and trapped so actually is there ways to work on getting rid of the debt but also feel more free with your time with your spending in other areas you know it could be a lot of the focus is paying off debt with your budget but can you have a fun budget as well even five ten twenty pounds so that you still get the sense of actually my money enables me to feel free, enables me to do stuff. Because I think a lot of people say when you're on any money journey, oh, you know, go all in, you've got to, you know, eat rice and peas. I actually think it's about what are your overall habits and goals. As you kind of said, you know, you're going to start and I'm sorry, it's going to feel like you're not making much progress, but then you're going to hit this sweet spot. And it actually will be that probably with a focus of, 
let's say paying off the mortgage or paying off debt that actually more money keeps coming to you and it's like oh the choice is you know do we put it towards the mortgage or pay the debt or do this well keep doing the focus keep the thing and it'll come the more you focus on something and the more actions that support it well it's going to materialize a lot quicker but yeah it's no journey is meant to be easy that's the whole point but just keep believing in why you're doing it and what feelings you want to create with it and that leads me on to the next question for you are you ready for this what is our biggest financial achievement to date right you go first because i've got one in my head and it's not going to be the same as yours biggest financial achievement um i actually feel like the day i made a video about this on my youtube channel the day where i hit five figures in my side hustle in one month so I, my, you know, my before tax money from the side hustle, not my day job, when it hit over 10K. Oh, that's closer to mine than I thought. Really? That's interesting. So that, that was, that was wonderful. I, that's, it just seems like such a far off dream for a lot of people. And for me as well, it just, it didn't seem to feel like I was moving anywhere quickly with my site. Again, like we talked about that like journey, like there's just one moment it happens. And now actually that figure, five figures is pretty much been a constant and overachieved hasn't it been by different things yeah absolutely it has i thought you were going to say something about maybe being debt free um those... I, I think maybe that's a milestone rather than a higher achievement and yeah. and the same as i think so our plan is to be mortgage free in the not too distant future mm-hmm. and again i'm not sure whether that will feel like an achievement versus just a byproduct of the work so this is my biggest achievement go for it when we've had money coming in mm. and we've given away that 10 percent, and so therefore when you're earning five figures mm. and you can drop 10 percent of that mm. to a cause that you want to support yep that was for me my biggest achievement wow. i think for us being able to basically give over a thousand pounds to a charity and mm. and it definitely feels your trepidation when you haven't <laughs> yeah. done anything of that kind of amount yeah. before but to be able to just say right i want to donate this is what i have mm-hmm. this is what i've allocated to it so therefore that's what's going mm. i think that for me was the biggest achievement oh, because of its yeah, it, it it it's very liberating and selfless and it makes you feel good about it but also i guess it's because it's selfless as well. I quite liked it. Self, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. Our principle about giving is, you know, it's old wisdom that you recognize that money has come to you through the world, through the universe. And so send out 10%, recognize where it's come from, put it out there to do good again. I think hitting that marker of the five figures and, you know, it feels like that's not the limit. That's what I love about having a side hustle it's completely limitless. It's not a boss deciding what my value is that day or that year. It's completely within my control and power. You know, I have to give people value for them to give over their money to me. So it was a huge kind of confidence boost in my abilities, but also just really thankful of all, hopefully the good that we could do with it. Because I talked about this in a couple of other podcasts. As a creative person, I work best when all I've got to do is think about being creative. If you're struggling to put food on the table, then it's then tainted with that, oh, you know, I need to focus on getting money in. You know, you're not really sharing your talents as naturally Mm -hmm. as they would come. And being able to, you know, hit that marker of five figures a month was just like, wow, this could really mean that actually 
we do have more time freedom than we realize it's, it's also it's i think really validation of that your work is valued as well yeah no that's that's a huge thing as well very very thankful for it and yeah it'll be amazing i think when we pay off the mortgage that is going to feel like a milestone in terms of again more freedom that we can create and then opens up more choices and like you know wait a minute how many hours am i doing this for how many hours am i doing that for do you well, want it to takes away a monthly outgoing yeah um, exactly which, which then can make you think about what you want to do next absolutely so that was a great question so that leads us on to the final question for this special q a session so thanks to everyone who submitted questions so far final question i really need to focus on getting out of debt where do i start i think you kind of covered this but do you want to kind of give the okay. summary so actually I'm going to cover different things to what I covered before. Okay. So the first step, know exactly where your money's going at the moment. Really dig deep into your bank history and your statements and, and make sure that you're not giving things false numbers as far as what you think your budget is doing at the moment. So if mm. you don't have a budget, then throw it into a spreadsheet. We happen to have one that you can buy by going to the Mama Furfa um, store on Etsy. Yes, And we have a budget planner which is laid out and really good. But you can use pen and paper, you can use your own spreadsheet, whatever it is that works for you mm. ultimately. Our one happens to be quite well structured, but if you don't want to spend out the money or you have other systems that might work for you, then go for it. Mm -hmm. But what you want to do is be really honest about things. Don't say to yourself, oh, you know what, food. Well, 50 pound food budget. <laughs> and then yeah. if over the last few weeks you've been spending 200 pounds because you've been having takeaways and things, mm -mm. then you need to put down the actual number you've been spending. Then you know where your money's going. Yes. And then you can highlight where potentially you're going wrong. Mm, so that mm. way then you can see, right, these are the things that are causing me to be in debt mm. and causing me maybe to not be in a position to get out of debt as quickly as I'd like to or maybe even escalating that yep, debt. Yep. Once you give yourself an accurate, this is where I am right now budget, then the next steps are to take a look at those areas and think to yourself, where am I going wrong as far as minimizing my outgoings in areas that maybe are less important to me? Mm -hmm. So if I thought I should spend £50 a month on food, and actually I'm finding I'm spending £400 a month or mm -hmm. a week even, mm -hmm. whatever it happens to be, then you say to yourself, right, well, why am I spending so much there? Okay, maybe I'm spending too much on takeaways or maybe I'm buying from a shop yep. that's more Look expensive for no yep, reason. Yep. And then you can find areas that you can squeeze your budget, mm. hopefully without sacrificing your quality of life. Mm. And then you'll find that there's more available to A, stop you from digging yourself further into debt. Yep. And ideally, get, put you in a position where not only are you paying a minimum payment, mm, but mm. you can actually send more towards it. And that, for me, is the system that you need to use. It's about looking at your budget, being honest with it, and then squeezing the areas. Allow yourself some quality of life, but also mm, realize mm. that if you're in debt, you've had quality of life before you could afford it. That's why <laughs> you're in debt. Exactly. You've had that quality of life. You've had those clothing items, those holidays, that car, whatever it is, mm. before you had the money to have it. Mm. So therefore, you've had the fun in the past. Mm. And therefore, you're going to have to sacrifice maybe a little bit of that, not all of it, but a little bit of that and squeeze your budget so that there's more to go towards that debt faster. Mm -hmm. And also the good thing is if you're very good at squeezing that budget and if you can pay off that debt at a faster pace, 
because of you get used to that new lifestyle, mm-hmm. then once you're out of debt, mm-hmm. not only do you yeah. have that extra money that you're putting towards debt, but you have the debt payment itself. Absolutely. And all of this is then available to you to then invest in your future. because yeah. And because you're in a habit of your budget working this way and spending this amount on food and having that lifestyle, absolutely you can give yourself a pay rise. So mm-hmm. some of the money that mm-hmm. then is available post-debt, mm. you can then give back to yourself as far as fun and quality of life. Yep. But also, it's much easier to allocate a portion of that to your future and investments Absolutely. and whatever else. Yep. So, that's from me. What does the money person say? <laughs> no, I was just going to say that. There's a couple of methods out there that you didn't maybe mention. If you want a structure, if you want someone to tell you which debt to pay off first, you do not need to get a company to do this for you. Please do it yourself. Um, there's a method called the snowball method, which is paying off the smallest debt first, not based on interest, but literally the smallest. It's a mindset technique so that you get the hit, you get the feeling good factor of getting the smallest de- debt out of the way. And yeah, then so you if you have up. six debts, six cards or something, yeah, for example, the smallest then one first. You, you whittle down that number as quickly as possible yep. so that's quite good that's one one the other way is called the avalanche method and that's based on interest added so you will need a calculator online to do an avalanche calculator method but you put in all your dates and then whichever one is costing you the most to your debt every month you pay that one off first so those are the two main methods i would also like to add matt did a, a fantastic job there take notes remember debt does not make you a bad person and I think that's the mindset that also needs attacked there's a lot of strategies out there about you are a bad person until you get rid and celebrate your debt freeness that's not the case you just made a decision to pay off something long term actually somebody trusted you enough with money the lender thought you were good to have money in advance that's how confident they are in you and your skill set that you will make up that money so take that as a pat on the back somebody trusted you to lend you a hundred pounds somebody thought they could make profit from you Uh, yeah but that's a good thing because ultimately they've invested in you knowing that they can get some profit and you're good for it exactly but I would then say okay thank you for that money I've learned my lesson it's actually it's taking away a deficit in my own life I'm not going to add to it anymore the cards are getting cut up you know I'm finding exactly how much debt I'm in and I would attack it make it fun as well you know make sure other areas of your life don't suffer so make sure you are looking after yourself you've got a small amount of fun money a small amount of ways you're uplifting yourself and expanding your life while you get debt free debt free shouldn't be the only goal of your life yeah, I think ultimately it's shifting yourself. Most of the time when you have debts and if you've managed to rack it up, it's moving yourself from a life of Lack. excess. All right, okay, go for it. So you're living a life of excess, hence why you're spending more and racking up the debt, to a life of, I guess, a little bit more conservative. Mm, so mm. not going to the point where you're bare bones budget or anything, mm. but you're just more conservative and more considered with your budget mm. rather than living like money doesn't matter. Yeah. And the final piece of advice I give on that question is brainstorm ways to make more money. Like I know probably most people have got a day job, but you know, if you've got this goal to be debt free or pay off the mortgage or anything, now's the time to start thinking, actually, what could I do for a couple hours a week? Well, actually, I think that if you don't have kids, you don't have Mm, families and mm. things like that, 
often you can find that when you're at home in the evening, you're more likely to do things which are detrimental to you, more likely to snack, more more likely to binge watch things or spend money. So Mm. actually, instead of doing that, you can go and be an Amazon delivery person. You can do that for an hour or two in the evening. And rather than you spending money on snacks and whatever else it is, you're making money instead. And that's obviously much easier if you don't have a family and other commitments. Mm -hmm. But it could be that doing that for six months or a year fast tracks you to where you want to be. And also you gain the benefit of less outgoings because of the type of lifestyle you're then leading in order to deliver that that job absolutely so yeah that, that's some of my insight as somebody who's experienced paying off the debt with you obviously and also just seeing a lot of other people struggle so yeah make that commitment to get new habits new mindset and set those goals so i really hope you've enjoyed today's episode it's been super good fun actually answering your like questions. The questions the questions were great really diverse from food shopping to prosperity i think we do one of these kind of things again so yeah, probably yeah. not in the very very near future maybe at our one year mark well we'll see so what you can do in the meantime is if you've got any thoughts about any questions you want answered then in the show notes below we've got a email address where you can send some stuff to and then we can keep that and we can answer your questions at another point absolutely we'd love to love to hear from our listeners they're always we always get a good bunch of listeners don't we we do we do it's been really lovely so yeah thank you if you have enjoyed today's episode we don't always do Q&A's this is our first one the past episodes from the past six months are filled with nuggets of inspiration and wisdom our best tips and strategies for a whole host of topics from fitness from money to well-being to side hustles oh it's such a joy to talk to you all so yeah please do stick around have a little binge listen if you're out walking the dog or out doing your jog or whatever you're doing and we'd love to have you as a listener of the podcast and hit subscribe and even if you think it's worthy give us that five star review so people can find it as well if you're interested in us you know finding us on other content places i have a youtube channel called mama furfer you can find me there we have a family youtube channel called the kempson house um, I've got a book. You can find us on Instagram at Mama Furfer and at Matt Kempson. Uh, and you can, you know, send us a DM or speak to us there. But outside of that, thank you so much for listening. We'll speak to you very soon. Mm-hmm.